force is coming into balance. And we're here to find it. I need someone to show me my place in all this. You're traveling the Jundlin Wastes with Mark and Dan. The Jundlin Wastes are not to be traveled lightly. A podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the Star Wars expanded universe and beyond. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. Good evening, I'm Mark. With me is my co-host, Dan. Hello. And you are traveling the Jundland Wastes again. Today is November 29th, 2020. We are here post-Thanksgiving, but pre-holiday, uh, you know, podcast here to talk about big, big happening over Friday and Saturday, the, uh, <laughs> the latest episode of The Mandalorian. Um... I had watched it Friday morning because I didn't have any work, and uh, I think I had I had messaged you, Dan. I said, "Have you watched it yet?" And you're like, "No, not yet." And I'm like, "You you you've got to watch it right now. You've got to watch it. You we must. Did. You must. We did. We you did. must." We I said it. three we times, did. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then we uh, you watched it, and then I think you were also you're like, "My gosh, I I I don't believe what I have seen in this episode. <laughs> it was pretty pretty amazing." Pretty amazing. This was the episode called "The Jedi," and um, I think we both agreed that we had to um, we had to do a podcast this Sunday. We, we we couldn't let it go too far because this was just something we had to um, we had to chat about this um, yeah. more in depth, more in depth here. Yeah. Um, let, let's just go over the basic plot of this episode, and then yeah. we can um, we can give our grades and our thoughts and so forth. Okay. So as 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 the story opens up here, and Dad, you can correct me if I if I'm missing any any points okay. here. Mm-hmm. No, but um, so so we're opening up here on the uh, the planet of I mean they says that the Mandalorian has to go see Ahsoka Tano on the planet of Corvus. And on this uh, planet, when he when we get there, or the show opens up with, you know, gosh, they did they they didn't hold back when they showed Ahsoka. Oh, that was amazing! Two lightsabers, the two oh white lightsabers, God. and just going crazy on on all these on all these troops. At first, I thought when I saw her slicing these troops, I was like, "My gosh, is this a darker type of an Ahsoka? Like a really gritty Ahsoka after all these years? Is she really like you know slicing people in half like that?" And then I was, I think I noticed that those those were those were like droids, right? Um, I think they were, no, I think they were people. You think they were people? Yeah, okay, those were people. I'll have to go back and check. Yeah, they, because <laughs> they had a breathing apparatus on. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe it is. I mean, gosh, she has been, I mean, the last time we saw Ahsoka was at the end of, of that last season of Rebels when she's off with Sabine going off to try to find Ezra. Um, anywho, so Ahsoka uh, confronts all these, like, troops, and she, she knocks them off one by one, and then she had, then she's confronted by this imperial magistrate, um, Morgan Elsbeth, 
and she's the ruler of this city of 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 Culloden. And and her lieutenant is is wiped by her, and, and Ahsoka gives her like you know a one day to surrender, to divulge her master's location. Mm. And part of me is like you know okay this is another maybe we're gonna find out about this story or maybe this is one of these like east you know just little tidbits of information that is dropped that we don't know about and we're gonna find out later on. So we 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 find the Mandalorian and the child. They uh, they arrive there, and. Uh, when he gets to the gate of of this fortress or the city where they're at, uh, to be ta- you know they, they they take him directly to to the magistrate, who um, offers him a you know a, a Beskar spear in exchange for for killing uh, Ahsoka. So the Mandalorian finds Ahsoka in the forest, and gosh, she just goes wailing on him at the beginning. And I have to say, uh, it was a short little like you know fisticuffs but my god wasn't that cool <laughs> that was just... well, yeah because he was blocking her with his armor with, with his best guard yeah, yeah. And, best and, guard. and he just he was i mean he, was he finally saves his survive. hide a little bit I mean, by saying just, that that yeah. bo-katan sent him yeah no i mean it's just he, it was amazing i mean she would have won had they kept going I mean, yeah clearly, yeah you know um ahsoka meets the child in in oh gosh i'm telling you those <laughs> scenes were so amazing she communicates with him she in actually finally yeah, non-verbally yeah. she from some yeah. mind melt it's almost like a Vulcan mind melt of sorts and finally we find out that this child does indeed have a name his name is uh, Grogu 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 yes. good name. Um, name I I was even, I, more than that I am floored at the idea that he was actually at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant that after the Republic fell to the Empire, he was evacuated from the Jedi Temple. And That's amazing. He, the idea that he's suppressing his powers over the years to survive. And I'm like, who got him? I'm, of course, I'm thinking, who got him out? Where do we go? Where was that? But but just continuing the storyline so we get like a full idea of the story. So Ahsoka's going to say that she, she she's not going to train him. She says that, I mean, and this was just like so heavy. What a heavy scene saying that she can sense that that there's fear and anger in him and that she cannot take another force sensitive down that road because she she knows of somebody who went down that road and it ended up bad right i mean and and she knows and also she determ- you know she knows of grogu's attachment to the mandalorian and she she knows attachments that that, is what that well, she's thinking of, of yeah, Yoda that's probably part of what her. turned Darth Vader yeah that exactly he had this incredible attachment to his mother uh, that he couldn't he couldn't kind of overcome or, or incorporate into his life and and uh, so she I I kind of look at it as she kind of did what Qui Gon couldn't you know yeah well, well let's let's go it, back to that because go, that is such you know? an awesome idea that you have I wasn't even thinking about that but it really is turning like you know she does what Qui Gon doesn't do you know right. um, she recognizes the importance of relationships exactly and exactly. That, that the 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 force and the wielding of the force is not necessarily the most important thing in the galaxy which is you, again, you can't see this later the on in in, in, in the episode yeah you do see this later on in the episode when um well I'll, I'll, so anyway so, so ahsoka and the mandalorian they 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 come up with an idea that they're going to storm the city here that they're going to and the agreement is is that he that 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 you know 
he helps her free this city, and in return, she trains. She trains the child. Right. Um, through through the the battles back and forth, which were just oh my gosh, it was just so much glorious Star Wars action oh that God, I just was it enjoying. Was incredible. At the incredible. end, when she finally, you know, the Mandalorian, which <laughs> I knew he was just going to kill the, the the lieutenant there. I just knew in that when it was as he's holding his like hand, almost like you know, as in a big Western showdown in, in the street, you know. I was like, this guy's putting his weapon down, but there's no way the Mandalorian thinks he's pull- he's not going to pull another weapon out from somewhere, and he and he, and he shoots him at the end, and, and, and he defeats him. Well, but, yeah, uh, I mean, the guy pulls a gun on him. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's in. Yeah, but yeah. Ahsoka beats the magistrate, and as she's there saying, tell me the location of the master, and <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I, I was like, I let out a, a very big, like, whoa, when she was like, Tell me where your master is, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I was yeah, like, whoa, I, oh my God, this 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 episode is just like EU out of the woodwork here. Incredible. So they liberate, I couldn't find out who the, um, who the, like, it, it seemed like the, the older gentleman who the Mandalorian meets, who, who was with the children, he's like, I can't talk to you and you shouldn't be talking to me, of who he was. Uh, in that community, but he seems to be one of the elder leaders, which I yeah, would I imagine think it was like the mayor or something. Cause Maybe put, that's what it put was. The cape back on him at the end. Um, so they, yeah, that's right. The cape goes on him. Um, Ahsoka says she still refuses to train him, but she says that um, take him to the Jedi, like the ruins of a Jedi temple on Tython. Oh my God, we're, we're, reaching, I, we're reaching back into oh my God, I, I, into I, the old Republic. Exactly. Game. Oh, I, I was I, thinking I, I, to myself, yeah. it, this only hit me that night after I had watched it, when I couldn't fall asleep, and as I was thinking about the episode, I was thinking, Tython, Tython, where did that all come from? I, was, and it, I would say part of it was like, you know, okay, it, this. I know this has to do with old Republic stuff, but this goes back to to even Darth Bane. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that. I was like, and I, yeah. I went back to check to see. I was like, oh my god! In that second Darth Bane book, it talks about Tython and, and, and the Jedi ruins there. Um, so they're going to go to Tython. EU man, we've yeah, got two so cool. huge, huge EU tidbits in here. We've got Tython and we got Grand Admiral Thrawn, which while he's now canonical, the fact that that we uh, there's no way that they're not not going to show a a a live action Thrawn now, which just blows my mind. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. I'm, who, I'm thinking wait, of who who's going to play him. Yeah, who's going to play Thrawn? I don't know. I wow. I just I can't. Or are they going to find him? I mean, what even happened to him? He disappeared, well, right? He disappeared with Ezra with that like sea whale or that that space whale into right. the uh, nether regions of nowhere, um, which is making me think also that we're also going to get to see Ezra again. I cannot believe that if you're bringing Thrawn back, that we're especially with Ahsoka there, that we're not not going to get to see Ezra again. I'm thinking that he's going to be part of the story as well. That would be great. We have to know what's going to happen to him. I would imagine there's only three episodes left. So, yeah, that's that. that, That's why I find interesting. Uh, There's there's not too much left uh, in this season. Um, I don't know if they. I mean, I doubt that they have done any work on a third season. Maybe just like I mean, when I say work, I mean like filming or or doing any sort of like principal photography. Um, They might have the. I'm sure they have the storyline all mapped out this is the and i will just say speaking of dave filoni because i'm saying i'm sure dave filoni has this all mapped out dave filoni 
I have never seen him knock one out of the park like he did with this last episode. I um, I mean, yeah. Clone Wars, yes, but my goodness. This was just like, this is how Star Wars is supposed to be. Yeah, this was, he, I think this one clearly showed that the future of Star Wars is not with anyone other than Dave Filoni. Bottom it, line. It, I mean, bottom line, I mean, I love Jon Favreau. And and, it's, and he's he's a really I'm not taking anything an excellent with John producer. Favreau. Absolutely, and all the other the episodes have been like technically well, um, well done and very very well and thoughtful. Um, but this was just on a completely different level. It was like wow, wow, it's like Star Wars is back. That was awesome. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like full he fledged, literally like, dead stop like Star Wars. There it is. Yeah, it's so clear to me. Like just please, it we got it. Please, can you just make him the guy who. Does this president because, of Lucasfilm right yeah, there? Oh, just have him be the guy who does this because he clearly got it. His training from George. From George. Yeah. His training that's from it. George. Yeah. I'm telling that's you, just, he, that's it. I mean, it, it's clear. He's the guy. He gets it on every level, and I, I'm voting for him. It, it's so <laughs> In funny. The upcoming that, election. No, <laughs> I just find it so funny because I mean, you think about years ago when the Clovers came out, and that yeah. Dave Filoni was the guy being put in charge of this. I mean, I, at first I was thinking, I always thought like, okay, if you're going to be doing an animated show, I mean, George, I know he's getting older. I said, but I thought George was going to be the one who is there, you know, doing like he did for, for the other, for his other movies. Like, you know, always, and I said, okay, yeah, obviously he's the president. He's going to put people in charge because he can't do the whole entire thing himself. But what we didn't know was that Dave Filoni came into that position and basically learned how to do Star Wars from the master himself. Like yeah. the nuances, the details, the the rhythms of how characters act and how they move and and what their thought process is. Um, all those things that George had thought about and put together when he was doing like the original trilogy and prequels. Um, putting those lessons that that he learned about, like you know, you know, no classic storytelling and uh, storytelling of heroes and villains and 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 the hero's journey and and all that we see, especially. I mean, I, I think I mentioned to you um, earlier this evening that you know I just rewatched um, Empire of Dreams, which was George Lucas's uh, or or the, the 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 documentary about the the, the trilogy, about the original trilogy. Um, you, where you see, like you know, how George formed and how he did, how he did so much of the of, of like like the early groundwork for pulling together the story. Yeah, he might have had like the idea of of a space saga and so forth coming out of like you know those early like you know Flash Gordon you know TV shows and, and those Saturday morning specials and so forth. Sure. But uh, but but he really took it to the next level when he was going back to the classics. And learning what those, you know, how do, you know, how does a, a hero's journey develop? And I think that's one of the one of the things he passed along to uh, to Dave Filoni. Yeah, I think I think it's just never, it's almost never. I mean, it's just totally clear. I mean, Dave, he's the man. I mean, he really. We just please let him do this now. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't think, like, you know. He gets it. Time, I mean, as, my as gosh, as you have a Star Wars says, fan who you know, who no understands how to do this. You know. Yeah. Star Wars is not a committee. Enough exactly. with the committee. <laughs> it's a dictatorship. It's fine. He's the best guy. Have him do it. Sorry, go ahead. No, but it's just but you're going in the right direction, I think, where we were just 
we're so for so many of us, and and Dan, I think we know this. Me and you, we both enjoyed as a whole that 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 sequel trilogy. Sure, we've spoken Absolutely. about that. Yeah, um, it's fabulous. It's great. Yeah, I loved it. It's amazing. At the and I liked how he included a lot of that. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. He did. But, I mean, <sighs> part of me still thinks in my head, like, you know, I mean, I think we, I think we all think of what-ifs when it comes to, to our favorite franchises. Um, I still think in the back of my head a little bit, what if it was Filoni who was at the helm of those, um, of those uh, sequel trilogy movies? Like I said, I enjoy the sequel trilogy movies, but I just feel that there would have been something, something just more to savor if 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 Dave was the one who was behind that that story. Just for the simple idea that I think Filoni knows how to map out a story the right way. Um, I think he sees things almost the same way when I would like watch like uh, you know Marvel's Agents of Shield. I would say to myself, like, you know, or when people would say, like, you know, oh, God, the story's going nowhere. It's not this. It's not that. But I think that a good storyteller has to pace themselves and has to see the ebbs and flows of a story in that you can't just tell a story. If you want it to be a good story, you can't just, in season one, episode three, have everything revealed all at once. Right. Well, you have to. You can't to do keep, that. Well, you have to be able to keep the ear of the audience, and I think that's that's think that's where that's, planning comes in. I think that's where yeah, I think. But I mean, I think that's part of the problem. I have. I like the Mandalorian, but part of my problem with it is yeah. that, like, it it's great. I, I love seeing all of it, but it a lot of it is. Yeah, I just like. What are you telling me about the main story? It's like you've given me nothing. And what I loved about, um, what I not nothing, but like it just. This was so generous. It's such generous filmmaking that Filoni did. He gave us so much in one episode. Yeah, no, you know? I, I, I think he. Um, Very especially. Because, well, you got to remember as well yeah. too for this episode. I mean, we could talk about this. I mean, Ahsoka is his character. Yeah, that is true, the character true. that he that yeah. that that he brought. He was even telling when in those early days of the Clone Wars, when Ashley Eckstein, who's who, who voiced her, he told her that. When you do this character, keep in mind that the audience is not going to like you at the beginning. The mm-hmm. idea that Anakin has a Padawan, that it's this little teenage girl who is, who who is who is snippy with him, and it, was, it, it just we didn't realize that. I mean, because I think we all thought that Anakin, you know, he was a Padawan to Obi Wan, but how could he have possibly have been a a a a, a master to another student? Um, it just wasn't in our our, 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 our our thoughts. But over those five, six, seven seasons of Clone Wars, he shows how it was certainly possible, how it is possible, because it's now part of the canon. But he was taking his, you know, and I like to see the Clone Wars as like, you know, that's a Sokotano story. Even though oh, a lot of I people see it as Obi-Wan oh. and, and, and Anakin's, like, you know, pre-story into, into the original trilogy um, and into episode three and, and beyond, um, I, I, I still think that this is the journey of Ahsoka Tano that we're watching in the Clone Wars. And I think it's, I think Filoni, when he, when he had this episode of her uh, in this latest episode of The Mandalorian, that's what I think he was trying to stay true to, that he is continuing the, uh, the, 
the journey of Ahsoka Tano. Now after Rebels, now we're in this post-Return of the Jedi era. Like I said, I feel her her character is still true to what Filoni saw her as, but my gosh, she has gotten this grit and this, this I don't want to say pessimistic view of how things are, but realistic maybe in a way realistic that might be a yeah. better thing but uh, i yeah. thought his i thought uh, rosario dawson's portrayal of ahsoka was was spot on man she was awesome i mean i she was she just got the entire character and was so believable and just i mean she's a she's a total pro the way that she spoke amazing. i was thinking my gosh she is remember i used to tell how you told me one time that you that that Hayden Christensen was trying to match like the cadence of, yeah. of James Earl Jones' voice, like the the rhythms and the ebbs and flows of his voice. I yeah. feel that Rosaria Dawson did the same thing. I th- I feel yeah. she must have been like did. listening to Ashley Eckstein's performances and just trying to nail them. And I just feel that the while it's, certainly it's Rosario Dawson's voice, she had that ebb and flow in her voice that I was like, my gosh, she is nailing <laughs> like you know Ashley Eckstein's performance completely. Yeah, she did. She did really well, and she, it, she was just also really fun to watch. Like, like just all the lightsaber oh, live action, the Soka going. Just, oh my goodness, it was it was it was really great. Um, I again, I'm t- we were just both totally like, wow, that was. I mean, even the, I mean the camera angle shots. I mean the shots were beautiful. Just as the whole thing was so. You can tell there's so much like love involved. Like you know what I mean. This like, is also imagine like the... you go to like a guitar store. And yeah. You pick up a guitar, if, and one is five hundred bucks, and one is two thousand dollars, and yeah. they're both really good, and they both sound fine. But sometimes you pick up that more expensive one, and the real difference is that you can tell it's it's really been crafted by someone. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh my so gosh, like so that's this, a wonderful analogy. Yeah, so this sh- this show is you can tell like Filoni, like this is his all-consuming love, and he crafted this show, and it comes through. And I think he ought to be the one in charge of Star Wars. I I, I agree. I agree. I mean, this this was certainly. I mean, I heard somebody say this, and I have to agree with this. I mean, it, it was almost like a love letter to uh, to the fans of those original fans of the Clone Wars. Uh, somebody was. I, I think they were saying, "Do you realize how many children probably came into Star Wars through through Clone Wars? Like that that generation of kids who." They were still they, they weren't old enough to go see or they had it had passed you know the the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith movies yeah that they were coming of age or coming into like you know Star Wars through Clone Wars because it was animated and it was on you know Cartoon Network and you know and the, it was you know it's a half hour you know and anytime yeah. you wanted to watch it um, thinking like how many of those kids are have that. Who came into like their 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 love for Star Wars are now seeing in the Mandalorian, you know, Ahsoka in this way. I mean, it's just it's got to be, you know, just so incredible for them to be able to see something like that. Yeah, it, it, I no, I totally agree. Her performance and, uh, and her taking over as as like, you know, the the as Ahsoka, uh, who, who we've seen like all through her journey in Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, Hitting this point, oh, I was gonna, you know, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about Ahsoka right now because I, there was a couple questions I was gonna ask you to see yeah. how what, what you thought about this, as she's talking about like you know you're gonna go to Tython, which we'll talk about Tython in a little bit, but to see if if Grogu can um, can connect with another Jedi out there, do you think this means 
I don't know if you're going to think I'm crazy here. Do you yep. think this means that we have the possibility of of, of seeing a, a Luke at this time, a post-return yeah, that's the first of the thing Jedi? Pops, that's a, there's two things pop in my mind. One was that, yeah, we're going to see Luke. Um, we know that they can do that. They have this, this cool ability to de-age actors now. Yep. Um, yep. Which is really, really both disconcerting and kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Um, and, at least for our purposes here in the yeah, show. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, so I thought it's either it could be Luke or it could be like someone hidden that we just didn't know about who was hidden or, at the time. Or, yeah, or I was going to say, as I was thinking about Luke, I was like, my gosh, because at this time he has to be starting to set, set up his academy, I would say, or start thinking about this because we're still we're, we're about four years i think out of return of the jedi but what if the jedi that he's he connects with is leia oh my god that would be so cool that would how be crazy better. would that be because we're all thinking oh, like you know because leia at this time still probably hasn't i mean maybe well, no, she would have just been trained by luke it, it, I'm saying, like, that, that's what I'm wondering, is that wow. scene that we see in Rise of Skywalker where we see a young Luke and a young Leia practicing their lightsabers with each other, yeah. how far into post-Return of the Jedi was that? Because they're still seen as, like, they look very Return of the Jedi-ish. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty young. I mean, they were, like, this was, I think that takes place before this. Okay, so you're thinking that that think probably so, yeah. okay. Yeah. So so Leia probably had some sort of she's starting to get into her own with training as this, even though maybe by this time in the Mandalorian she has basically said that she's going back to her. She's forgetting all like the uh, the you know, being a full Jedi and going back to her like I guess political life. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the thought was, is that there is no other, cause at this time, at least what we know from what Yoda told, told us is that Luke and Leia are the only ones out there. Okay. Here's a weird thought. Okay. Check yeah. this out. Okay. This is amazing. What if, what if, um, uh, a dark Jedi who we don't know about, hears the call of, of Grogu. Oh, and then you know, because, because Grogu's going to live a long time, and we know he's very angry and has a lot of fear in him. Yes, yes. What if he's? They're setting him up to be the villain in a future Star Wars movie. It's funny you say this because one of my kids, um, as we were watching this, when he heard Ahsoka say that there is there's a lot of fear in Grogu. And fear is, is you, know, you, know, you know, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. My kid was just like, if they're gonna turn Baby Yoda dark, I don't want to see that. Oh, I mean, that's but great. it's but it's almost taking that idea that George had with Anakin, that I think didn't really pull into full force when we saw young Anakin and Phantom. And by the time we get to Attack of the Clones, it's Hayden Christensen, you know. And yeah. that cuteness of, of I don't think the cuteness of a of a seven year old Anakin really took to Star Wars fans. For whatever yeah. reason, they, they they most Star Wars fans just didn't didn't connect. I or I'm not gonna say most because that's that's not right. I'm saying fans some fans had had trouble connecting with Anakin as seven year old Anakin as played by you know the actor in in Episode One. The 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 funny thing is is that. It seems the world has connected with Baby Yoda. 
right. whether you've watched Mandalorian or you haven't watched Mandalorian, the cuteness of Baby Yoda is just intoxicating. To I think to to, Incredible. to, some, to people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Imagine like taking amazing. that, the cuteness and, and that warm fuzzy of baby Yoda, turning it on its head and making him with, my son was like, he's going to have red eyes. He's going to take out a red lightsaber. Oh, so is that funny. what's going to happen? He's like, I don't oh. want to see that. But oh. if but the point is, is that I'm thinking that's where this might lead. Yeah, I think it, it might. I think it really might, like off in the future. I mean, he might. Because again, if if you're talking, you could talk even fifty years later. Yeah, he might just be starting to come into his own at that point, you know, and uh, and then he might be really. Uh, he he definitely they definitely might use him in like future movies. Whether whether he'll be good or bad, I don't know, um, but I think they'll def. I I hope so. I mean, it would be a smart move to kind of. Well, I don't think you can leave this character off. I think they the the fact that you've already. <sighs> He has become such a, literally a force in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of another character that has had as much of a pull as, as Grogu now has. Well, other than Darth Vader. I mean, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Vader. Vader maybe is the last one. Maybe uh, between Vader and Luke. Okay, yeah. those two characters, and you're 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 getting another character here who hasn't spoken a word, but the cuteness of this character has just absolutely pulled at everybody's like you know warm fuzzy heartstrings, right. and they want so much for this 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 baby Yoda, who we now know as Grogu, to become a great Jedi warrior, or somehow see how this how, how the Mandalorian is going to. You know, be part of that journey, and maybe the Mandalorian somehow is, you know, can, you know, is able to, to bridge, you know, the the two civilizations of the Jedi and the and the Mandalorians in a way that we don't even know. Well, we know that they 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 both have had like you know bad blood between them, but the fact that Ahsoka has already told us that he has a dark side and this isn't good, and that the best thing you can do is just drop it. Right. Uh, well, I think she was going. I think she was going to train him until she realized also what an attachment he had so that the combination well, the attachment of the two, is fear and, and his anger yeah, it's too much it was just like meaning he has to kind of get his life together again yeah, Poor yeah. little uh, grogu has to get his life together before he can then start to really approach y- using the force if he still wants to and that's well, the other part remember is that, that, she, also that she also fixes the whole thing that the jedi did wrong which is taking the younglings that was a very, yes. that was a very oh, dark re- move. Oh, you're right. She did. And so did. she diffuses and she recognizes, no, there's a process that has to happen here. I'm not going to take him from the with person. All of a sudden, he's found some solace in someone he really cares about. I'm not going to take that from him. That's more important than the Force. Well, you got to wonder as well, too, is like, you know, how much, I mean, we talk about, like, we spoke in this, that the Jedi go and they take their, you know, the Force sensitives, they bring them to the temple and how much, you know, we've seen the younglings, but gosh, even, I mean, Grogu just seems to be so much more of an infant than previous younglings that we've seen in in the series. The other younglings we've seen in Clone Wars and, and even in the movies, I mean, they're young, but I would say they are at a seven, eight, nine-year-old level. Right. Grogu is still at that Maybe even a toddler, pre-toddler level where, 
you know, he's not talking. A lot of his stuff, he's sticking things in his mouth. He's getting into trouble. I mean, like a typical toddler would, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But was his training? I mean, they talk, and she's, she mentions about how he, not cutting himself off, but that he, yeah, okay, I'll say, he cut himself off from the force a little bit to protect himself. Was he a different individual or character at the temple? Was, did something happen when he was maybe, did, did, did a Jedi take him away and wipe his mind in a sense? Like they well, would she do says to a that droid? part of it went dark. Like she, like, I mean, she. Did she Obi-Wan said, do this? Did Obi-Wan know of this character? And, and, that's and, a great question. And was, was he a, the one who, yeah. who, who did, because I'm thinking that, is this character one of these characters that you see sometimes in a story that their memory isn't all there. Well, it seems like that's part. That's definitely true because it gets dark and she can't. He there's like there's she can't find the memory, or he doesn't want to remember it. Yep. You know. Um. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, well, yeah. even with all this that we know about him, we're now entering into. I mean, gosh, when they ended that that idea of that you're going to Tython, I'm like, my gosh, we are opening up the expanded universe again, so cool. which I have to give, my gosh, I, Dave Filoni and, and, and even guys like J.J. Abrams who have such respect for the for, for the classic EU, is, I, I think, I keep waiting for, for, for somebody to specifically come out and say that we owe this to, uh, to, to those who had the imagination of the original expanded universe, that we, we have, we, we, we're taking from this because it is such a good environment, a story, a character that, that we want to attach our story to. Well, and um, I thought, I mean, I also, I mean, just getting back to, yeah. uh, to um, the rise of Skywalker. I mean, I thought that that the use of EU material was incredible in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, the resurrection and the cloning of Palpatine. Well, that is was, all I mean, back to like Dark Empire, and, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean that oh, that that's certainly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that I and think I think you got. I mean, incredible. guys like J.J. Abrams and guys like Dave Filoni. I don't know how much other create. Just I mean, do you remember that the. the Going back a couple of years, when when we had uh, you know at, at at New England Comics, when we interviewed Zach Jingalongo about his uh, his uh, his Endor story with the Ewoks. Oh yeah, totally. And he was. Yeah. We, this was just after I think, like in that time period, that Disney had 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 bought it. He had bought the company, and we, we I think we had asked the question like you know, what about this expanded universe? Do you know, or do you have any ideas of where that you know what's what's going to be what's going to be taken? Or his he told us I think at the time if I can remember correctly that the story group is looking at it and deciding what they're going to keep, what they're going to not keep, and and go from there. Yeah, um, it right. seemed to yeah. me more than it seemed to me at the beginning of this that it was just like okay, we've decided everything goes away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything is now <laughs> called like, Legends. Like, I and thought it was it. like they were thinking about it's other things. Yeah. yeah, it's over. It's yeah. over. Um, we're starting over. We're starting so we over. And I was like, oh. More money. <laughs> okay, because I, I mean, I always enjoyed when I started a new Star Wars book back in the early, uh, back in the original Expanded Universe, how you got that, you look at the timeline, we see where other books are, where they fall. You're just like, wow, this is a plethora of of, of, of what a universe has been has been made, and then come like 2012, 2013, where where Disney takes over, they're like, ah, 
okay, we're just starting over. And, and to me, it was like, okay, they weren't, the story group wasn't looking at stories taken from here or there. They're just going to throw it all off, out the window. But um, maybe, like I said, the two, the two creative individuals who I think have gone and, and, and kept those EU stories alive, J.J. Abrams, like I said, that whole entire idea of, of Palpatine resurrected and, and, and so forth, that, I mean, it just, I, I guess, kept thinking of Dark Empire over and over and over again in my head. Yeah, I also, with the Sith, like, magic, I was thinking of the that comic, uh, those comic books about Naga Sadow. Oh, my gosh, early, those early, yeah, the Tales uh, of the Jedi series, yeah, where they go yeah. way back in the past, yeah. Yeah, kept uh, Talking about those I mean, old Sith lords. Those, yeah, yeah, oh, my gosh, yes. That, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, they had the feel of that, especially with the inverted pyramid. I mean, just the whole thing. Oh gosh, yes. And like Sith magic-y and just, it was so awesome. Well, JJ and Dave Filoni seem to be the guys who, when they see something good, what is the, why would we want to go and try to recreate something that was not, you know, good that's out there? Especially, I think, I, I don't, certain things I think are going to resonate with Star Wars fans, even if you don't really, okay, if you're not really into the Expanded Universe, it's not going to bother you one way or another, because you're just going to think it's just something new. Um, for Expanded Universe fans like ourselves, I mean, this is, it, I don't know what it is, but I think it's just because it, it, it gives justification for our dedication to reading these stories and having them in our head a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um. But with Tython, when I went back and think, and we were talking about, my gosh, it goes back to those Darth Bane books. I think you know you played some of that old Republic, uh, you know, the, the the new old Republic game that came out uh, a couple of years ago after the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, did you find yourself in Tython anywhere? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where you start out. That's your first. You know, that is really wow. That's where you start out, and you you know you start your Jedi path. That game is still really cool. Um, if only they if they had it for the Mac, I would I would be playing it. It's you know because it's one of those games you kind of chip away at over a long yep, time. Yep. So the cool thing about I you know um, <laughs> you know I remember Tython like when you you finish the whatever the main mission is and yep. like, you, you finish your quote unquote training and then you have to go and you go through this series of trials and you get your lightsaber and it was really hard and <laughs> but the cool thing about it because it's a it's you know an MMO like. I just kind of like put out a feeler. I'm like, uh, hi everyone. I need some help getting through this, like, you know, this mission. Uh-huh. And this dude like shows up and I'm like, okay. Let's, <laughs> and he's like, sure, let's go. So like we went and we did the mission and he was a like, really high level. Yeah. And so then we, we did the mission on Tython. It was in this series of caves. It was cool, cool graphics. Yeah. And, uh, and he, um, I like, at, there's like, you can get loot and there's a number of ways you can get loot and distribute it. Yep. And since he helped me out, I was like, well, you take first pick. And he texted me. He's like, wow, really? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I wouldn't have got through without you. He was like, oh my God, that's so nice. Thank you. So wow. He, he took first, you know, the first pick. I got the second, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, I ended, I realized that actually that was the trick to getting through the game. Um, without leveling up it's just oh, when, you, when you get to a hard part just <laughs> say hey you can keep the best loot if you help me get through this that's oh, so interesting and then you just have people come and just help you know like it became cooperative at that point um but the story was really good i mean you know the business model is they make the ending the, the really heavy story part of it really difficult so then you have to buy into it and you get perks and whatever um but Here's something I else the way that, around yeah. that is and you can just hear play the story and you know, you bought the game already, um, and you might even have the subscription. 
uh, is just to invite people to come help you, and then they can take you know, the spoils. Uh, but I remember Tython was a really cool place, and there was a lot of secrets there, and it was very interesting. So I, I'm really thrilled. I mean, I, I was like floored when I heard that Tython. Do you remember where else? I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm probably gonna knock your socks off with it. No, I'm not gonna knock your socks off Go because ahead. you probably know this already. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember this or not. There was a series out of Dark... It was one of the last series that Dark Horse put out called Dawn of the Jedi. 50,000 yes. years. They yes. take place on Tython. That's and right. Guess, Wait, there was a book, right? It, it, was, it was a... It was a comic three, series. A, a, a three-arc series yes. of stories, each six about six issues long. Guess what? I don't this remember, month, but I, I had it. I, had this, it. I, had, I okay. bought it. It was great. You, I only think you only had like you know the first six issues. Oh, okay, so yeah. Okay, so what happened? there was two other arcs. Okay. Those, that entire Dawn of the Jedi, um, all three arcs are are being put out as part of um, Marvel's um, epic collection of really? legend stories. This month, that the Dawn of the Jedi stories are coming out as like a, as a complete you know volume. Oh. All three story arcs. Wow. This month. This oh, month. that's kind of weird. And I was like, oh my gosh, finally, because I've been trying to find it in, in, in the Dark Horse stuff is just, you know, as of right now, the, 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 the cost of it is just a little bit too much for my blood. But the fact to have these stories in a nice, you know, graphic novel compendium, all three story arcs, I believe that comes out this month. And that's I'm incredible. And I was like, my gosh, we're going to get to see... I can go back and read because I only was able to read the first the first story arc, which I thought was just unbelievable. It was excellent. Like yeah. going, I mean, gosh, really thirty eight thousand yeah. to fifty thousand years prior to the Star Skywalker saga, uh, we're getting. I mean, they call the Jedi the Jedi Eye, and it was such an interesting idea. I mean, uh, you and me, I think, are both the same path. Like you know, while we because we obviously love Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic, but to see like these, to see ancient. Well, ancient ideas of these of, of, of Jedi and Sith, you know. And, so I mean, it, they're going back to the main place. I mean, they're going back to the original place where it all started. That's what I cool wanted about to ask you. Do you yeah. think that that in in this story, are we going to be hitting any of those ideas from Dawn of the Jedi? Wow, that's amazing. I would. I want to say that yes. does that, that. My socks are getting a little looser there. That, yeah, really? that sounds nice. great. Yeah. I rarely can do that because you yeah, usually knock no, my socks really off with some some good info about uh, <laughs> about that, that all this stuff. But I like to think. I like to think, and I'm going to put this actually on my holiday list again. I think, okay, is the uh, this this Dawn of the Jedi uh, compendium, not nice. compendium, but but this 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 set of graphic novels that they're put together in this in this volume, because. I want to think that if Dave Filoni is still has some in, input on this, is that there is so much rich story that can be pulled from these, you know, legendary stories that could really, I think, move the story along. When you're talking about somebody like Grogu, who has this light and dark part about him. Well, I mean, let's. I mean, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe. Oh, here's an idea. Maybe. Oh my God, wouldn't this be cool? Maybe. Yeah. Um, the only one who still hears Grogu is Ahsoka, and Ahsoka and Grogu and the Mandalorian go off into the unknown regions to find Thrawn. Oh, I, and that's I, the next I, season. Gosh, what if that's okay. the next season? That would be intense. That would be awesome. 
let's right? talk about Thrawn a little bit because I mean that was certainly like you know I wasn't expecting that. I no, really me neither. Wasn't that expecting was to- Thrawn being mentioned. I mean, since he's become canonized, we've seen him in Rebels, and we've also Timothy Zahn has written those newer Thrawn novels um, yeah. that came out: Thrawn, Thrawn Alliance, and Thrawn Treason. Um, and it just started in this past couple over the, over this you know month or two. They uh, he just came out with Thrawn Ascendancy, which goes into the early early stories of of Thrawn prior to him being discovered by the Empire. Um, and the oh, next cool. book, the next book coming out on May fourth of this coming year, twenty twenty one, is the next story in that Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy that's coming out. Um, it, right. It's oh, certainly don't forget the the yeah. High Republic. Which always makes me laugh at this. Oh point gosh, that's in American high. history. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that, <laughs> it's like, yes. are they talking about Massachusetts? No, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which, one are they, which one are they referencing? Colorado, uh, Massachusetts. Republic. It's going to be the whole Republic soon. Anyway, uh, yeah. So um, no, so it, it, that probably also has Tython in it. In it. That is a good point. Starting so, in January, that's when this this whole new. I mean, they have already laid out a plan for that yeah there, there's got to be something with high republic that's probably going to like be touching upon you know these ideas in mandalorian and Thron- like i mean this is as i'm thinking about this do you think that are are they overdoing their reach in 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 all of this um do you think that it's going? Uh, I know some people are, and some Star Wars fans think that you know they, you shouldn't have to have to read every single novel that comes out of the Star Wars, you know, novelizations in the expanded universe right. to be able to understand what's going on in the Mandalorian or in the Clone Wars or in or in the films and so forth. And I agree with that because I mean I think at, at its best it's it's a visual, it's a visual, um, you know, story that needs to be told. Um, me and you who enjoy reading and who also like, you know, the comics and who also enjoy the video games, we we like to pepper our our history of of all this with, with those those um those media as well too. Um, but do you think that do you think that the story group here, Lucasfilm, might be stretching it when we're talking about High Republic and Thrawn and Mandalorian and the possibility of new of new movies coming out? Well, I mean, I think it's always, I think it's a challenge always in storytelling. I mean, yep. I think they're, they're, I don't think, I don't think they're stretching it though. I think they're probably, um, it, it's just, it's just a challenge. I mean, you, you really, oftentimes with sequels, I mean, you, unless you have like a huge following, um, like Marvel or Star Wars, I mean, you have to tell a contained story also. Yep. Yep. You know, so I, I, I don't think they, I think if they do it right, they can, kind of do no wrong you know what i mean like i understand kind of, yeah yeah you know, i like, mean for me more star wars is always enjoyable well yeah um it's just the question i think that um i like to see that 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 the story can be held together with the visual medium at the same time that it's not completely necessary that you need to have the i would say expanding universe stories so much um as much as i enjoy them um I, I think that to, to be able to to keep all fandom together in in on this all together, um, I think the story has to remain somewhat cohesive within, like I said, those those visual mediums that we have. Especially now, when I think that um, we're just look. I mean, we got the Kenobi story coming up. We've supposedly have a uh, you know these other. Gosh, I was even hearing somebody saying like, "Do you think there's going to be a Lando 
Disney Plus series. <laughs> oh, wow. Be, I mean, cool, all man. these ideas coming out, I think that we're looking at, um, I mean, this is a discussion for another show, but I, I think we're, Disney Plus and, and, and the uh, the streaming media is, is, I think, the future of what a lot of our Star Wars is going to be. Well, yeah, I think it's the future of entertainment at this point. Yeah. Uh, fortunately or otherwise, I just, current, you know. The way uh, the world is right the now. The way the world is, yeah. is even heading, you know. I mean, it's even best case scenarios, I think. We're going to be seeing a lot more um, streaming, which I I will say that hopefully um, if a person out there, anyone out there who has a PS4, if you can pick up a cheap PSVR, a uh, used one, um, Watching movies is really enjoyable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, because we're going to have to, see, you know, you can't, you can no longer go to the theater. I mean, you can. As of right really now, shouldn't. we can't, which is yeah. such an incredibly sad situation. Because I mean, part of me is just like, <sighs> I, I mean, I still, I still get a thrill when we would go to when we saw those Marvel movies or when we saw the Star Wars movies coming out. I mean, there was just something totally. about going there. And, I mean, just everybody in the theater, and it's, I mean, oh, there was, there is, yeah. there's, there's still that, that sure. chill that you get up your back of your spine when, when, when you saw the long time ago at a galaxy far, far away on a huge silver screen, you know? Oh, that's fabulous, <laughs> yeah. So, in the meantime, grab yourself a, a, a VR, and you can you can still do that, but it's still not the same. Understandable, right? but, understandable. But I think I think that's where things are going. Um, can you give a grade that you would have for for this episode of The Mandalorian: The Jedi? What would what would be your grade? This would be like A plus plus or something. I mean, A plus plus. Like I, I I just it just so blew me away. I just I give it a solid A. Okay. I give it a solid A right now. Nice. Um, I want to say A plus, but I, I I'm just wondering what's going to happen next week. I don't want my A plus to be like you know well, turned yeah. over by the fact that next week I can't want to call it an A plus as well too. I'm, so I'm, I'm giving it a, a a a solid A, just a fantastic bit of uh, Star Wars in 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 45 minutes or so. It was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and I'm hoping that at least these last few episodes in this season of The Mandalorian are also going to be uh, at that level. Um, yeah, me too. A couple of other things I want to just mention before we, we sign off today. Um, the other big story that came across um, our purview uh, this week <laughs> was the indication that for the very first time, um, actress Natalie Portman is going to be part of a private signing through Star Wars Autograph Universe. Wow. Her, um, I mean, this has never been done. She has never sat down for a signing ever. And all the time and all the work that she has done, um, Star Wars movies, Marvel movies, and all the other movies that she has done, um, she's never sat down for a signing. Um, this is this is pretty amazing. Um, I had I had gone on Black Friday uh, to see uh, if I would be able to afford a uh, a signature. I was um, I was you know I was going through my collection to see what would be a nice a nice uh, you know piece to have to have signed. Um, as of right now, um, I, I don't think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be getting one. Um, although I did check just before I started recording here and I did see that there are, it's still the, the, it's still available. If you want to get something signed by her, um, it seems that it seems that there's a lot of, um, availability to, to still get in on it. Um, I think it's going to be taking place sometime in the spring. 
Looks wow, like um, amazing. if you're sending in items, it'd be sometime, I think, in March that you have to have your items in. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> it is what it is. The autograph, the autograph world is what it is. And if you know about it, um, I think, as I was thinking about it, that this is really a, uh, a good breaking of the ice to have an event like this. I think this opens up the possibility that maybe her. I think also that uh, Hayden Christensen is also going to be doing is part of the signing as well, too. So you're talking about people having the opportunity to have like their Anakin Padme pieces signed together, which is oh, really that's nice. Amazing. That's yeah, really, that's really awesome, nice. Yeah. Um, I think that, because I, mean, I was hearing the back and forth between people saying, oh, this is expensive, this is this. I'm not going to talk about prices because I, that's not what I want to do. Um, it was certainly less than, I would say, the Harrison Ford one, which Harrison is just, he's on an entity of himself, and, and if you want it, you can pay the price for it. Um, Natalie Portman's signature was certainly not up to that, up to that level. Or it gets close, but it's 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 not that. But I like to think of this as like sort of a breaking of the ice for for, for Natalie, the same way that 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 Hayden over the last couple of years has also been been making the rounds at at conventions when there were conventions. But um, do you think that this might open up the idea? I like to think of this. This might open up the fact that. Once we start getting like you know uh, you know conventions again and maybe Star Wars celebration, that she might be open to being part of a celebration. Do you think? I mean, that would be great. I would love to see her at a celebration. Um, I think she'd she'd probably be surprised at how receptive the fans are to her. I mean, yep. um, you know, it reminds me a little bit of like how I, Mark yeah. Hamill was prior to. Um, really embracing again the role of Luke Skywalker that I think yeah. he, he, he was really, you know, the feeling typecast as, as, as Luke. And he just didn't want to talk about that. He wanted to talk about his, like his voice acting as the Joker on the Batman animated series, his other work that he did for other comics. Um, but after Celebration 5, Star Wars Celebration 5, it seemed that the ice had cracked a little bit on him and he looked back on his, on his, portrayal of Luke Skywalker and I think saw it as like something that you know that to embrace it a little bit more and then we started seeing him more at conventions and he was at New York Comic Con and he was doing Star Wars Celebration um, I really would like to see <laughs> Natalie Portman be able to uh, to follow that a little bit um, I know in the past I don't think she she looks as at, at her work on on Star Wars and maybe even the Marvel series as she does it, but I don't think she realizes how much that it means to to those who admire her work that she does it. Yes, of course, her 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 big roles in like Black Swan and in other movies, which which got her all those big awards. Uh, obviously, you know that's what she's probably like. You know that is what I see as the ideal of of, of my of, of my acting career. But I I think all that relies it's got to rely a little bit on on the opportunity that george lucas gave her in those prequel movies well i mean that gave her her start i mean he that's also, what i'm saying I mean, he was also um he was really impressed with her professionalism yep um and i think that that you know <laughs> i mean in in any industry recommendations and connections are key yep. and especially uh, when they're coming you know if if you know the person recommending you is George Lucas. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a huge, huge deal. And I think, I mean, she got there on her own, but I, you know, to a degree, uh, as much as anyone does, um, which is actually usually with a lot of help. 
but but she got there because she did a lot of hard work and she was you know a talented talented person um but she also got there because she made this she made these connections and she really did a great job for lucas and he appreciated that and you know she could probably rely on him maybe not as a reference but she could definitely say well hey you know lucas thought it was great you know um and that that can't hurt in uh anyone knows anything about show business knows that like a connection like that helps quite a bit absolutely Absolutely. So it really start. I think it really started her career and put her on the trajectory that you know, that she's on. And um, I like to yeah. think that this is this is a start of something something good. That I mean, they they've been they've been saying that this is the only time she's going to do a, a, a private signing and so. Um, but but maybe I I I'm just hoping that because we know that there's I mean at least right now we're told that there is going to be a Star Wars celebration in 2022. 2 years down the road, we don't know what the world's going to look like, but I'm I'm hopeful that's going to be looking a whole lot better than it, that's looking right now. <laughs> and that um, that maybe maybe this is just opening up the idea that she would be I mean not just to do like autographs and photographs with 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 fans, but wouldn't it be amazing to see a panel discussion with her, Ewan and Hayden? talking about the prequels that would be unbelievable i would love i, I would mean love you would have come around this way and, and yeah and liam neeson gosh How about that huh? oh my god that would be something wouldn't that be amazing liam neeson was in the news recently saying how proud he was to be part of the star wars universe he never really said anything bad about it i don't he think said he recently he came out and he yeah. said because he um, was I'm also actually, in the Clone Wars animated series as well too, when when in, in for that whole uh, you know Mortis trilogy. What's that? Remember when Liam Neeson he played Qui Gon in the animated Clone oh, Wars? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. No, but he Mortis came out. Trilogy. So he just recently came out um, actually in support of uh, Ahmed Best. Yep. And, yep. Um, and but he also said like I'm so proud to have been part of the Star Wars universe, and I love the Phantom Menace, and I love my role, and I'm really honored to have been part of it. He's just such a such a good guy god there's a guy i would yeah. love to see at a celebration i would love to meet him. oh my yeah. gosh i would oh that would be amazing that would be amazing um yeah so i'm I, I i'm hopeful and i will say this that that as i was seeing that there were still some spots available in the uh <laughs> the, the 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 signing um i haven't closed the door on that on that yet either so <laughs> mm. <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see one other thing I wanted to mention was, I think I mentioned uh, last week that uh, this is also the 40th anniversary of the, uh, talk about like, uh, you know, the, the Star Wars holiday special, the one-time yep. showing of, of the holiday special. So I always loved, I mean, I think most Star Wars fans uh, have an admiration for the, uh, well, most of the, most of that was just like make one want to cry. Um, the animated <laughs> portion of it, while certainly you know it's not animation like it was today, but I I really enjoy that vintage type style animation, and and such an such an EU story that it's not even it can't even be fitted into any canon because it's so EU. Um, I had actually I've actually purchased like this week um, two two prints two uh, prints of. Uh, as Boba Fett was portrayed in in that animated special, one from uh, artist uh, Tom Hodges and colorist Laura Martin, they they did gosh what an 
awesomely awesome print. I hope I, I think I'm supposed to get it sometime this week. But uh, they had done this great one of almost like if you gave it like a realistic comic look, how would have it uh, how, their their portrayal of 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 Boba Fett and Chewbacca uh, from from one of those scenes in that in that animated special. And on top of that, I also uh, purchased this uh, during this uh, Black Friday uh, you know sale. Um, from our, our friend uh, Rob at uh, Hero Fight Art, Rob Taylor at Hero Fight Art. Oh, uh, yay. He had this great, wow. he, he, he was doing a series of, of Boba Fett jetpacks. You know, Boba Fett jetpack from, nice. from, yeah, a lot of different ones. This, he, he did one of, uh, of Boba Fett uh, from the holiday special, almost out looking on, like on, on Tatooine as, as he looked in that holiday special with that coloring and that, those greens and grays and silvers and so forth. So it, it seemed like the Wookiee uh, braid, you know, hung over his shoulder. Um, it, it's, I, I have a, I have a special place for both of those prints on my wall. <laughs> That's awesome! Oh <laughs> my god, good, good job, man! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. There's something about that that animated wow. uh, Boba Fett that that just touches me. And oh, both these artists did, did did some 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 great work. And uh, oh, when yeah. I get them, I'll 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 certainly post them see, yeah. on, on 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 the Facebook. Here. Fabulous! But, wow. But anywho, uh, those were what I was talking. Anything else, Dan, from 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 your uh, from your side, Star Wars wise? Yeah, you no, mention? I think I think uh, I'm just thrilled that Filoni got an episode, and I hope they give him more, like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, are we supposed to get another uh, episode uh, this from this coming Friday? Uh, I mean, I think we'll get another episode this coming Friday. I, I don't know if it's from him. No, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it's from him. But I didn't know if they were um, going to be taking a break during like holiday time to uh, to spread out oh. the season, or if this was. I would well, hate I if they did that. I mean, I I really. I don't think no. I think uh, I think no. I think I'm pretty sure it's still on. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, well, well. You know, if it if, if as I keep saying, if the socks are knocked off, then we will be back again <laughs> next week to uh, to to chat about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking right now. Um, this is um, yeah no it's yeah it's it's uh, we're scheduled for one yeah, on we're uh, scheduled, yeah, we're oh great for December fourth yeah there's only awesome. three left good to oh, hear yeah, good to hear so. living at a time when new Star Wars comes out once a week gotta love that's it. fabulous yeah Isn't it's that so awesome? cool yeah it's amazing <laughs> um, all right. Well, All thank right, you well, for uh, for hanging out with us tonight on this uh, you know this Thanksgiving weekend. We're glad to have you here along for the ride. If you want to uh, you know check us out, go to our Facebook page uh, and look up the Traveling Gentleman Ways podcast. You can also hear us on iTunes. Also, check us out. We started posting our episodes on YouTube as well. Subscribe to that if you like. And uh, as well, too, you can always go back to our classic blog if you want to uh, listen to it from there. That's all for us right now. So uh, for everyone here at the podcast, I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling the Chunlin' Ways. Have a good night, all. <laughs>